It's your boy Millions, another episode of Mind Your Manners. Today we have a guest <laughs> in the building. Definitely here to give us some insight on uh, you know, legalities and things of that nature and there's some extracurriculars too. We got Cliff in the building. What's good, what's good? Appreciate y'all letting me come through. For sure. And we got my co host, uh Really Rich, aka Bobot Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you already yeah, know. AKA Wildin' Cause I'm Young. <laughs> AKA Him Jones. Nah, nigga. <laughs> That's your boy, Millie. FKA Scotty 230. AKA Hemi Butler. AKA Hemi Hardaway Sr. AKA him Duncan, let's get it, man. <laughs> Today we about to tap into a lot of ill shit, bro. I feel like uh, it was a perfect episode to bring a lawyer on. There's a lot of shit going on in the world, man. And so Cliff, we got you here, legally practicing okay. attorney and all that stuff. I'm in the process of becoming an attorney. You know, they still got all. I got still to go through oh, the, the paperwork. verbiage. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So a little technicality. Well, it's, exactly. It's it's all it's all on technicality. It's literally me sitting sending papers back and forth between the bar and me. Mm-hmm. Literally the other day, I had to write a statement about um. A job I had back in 2012 because they're saying you need to disclose the last 10 years of your life. You, 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 it's a joke, yo. It's real serious. That's Damn. Crazy. Literally, they send in investigation papers to people. How well do you know Cliff? Do you know Cliff to commit any crimes? Does Cliff have a gambling problem? Have you ever seen what Cliff the, in possession of It's a frat. It's, it's a frat. Yo, it it's is. It is. But you got to understand, it's set up in a way where it's make where it's to make sure that people of color can't get it done as fast as you For know sure. people of color. I'm not gonna lie, I never even knew this. The last yo, 10 years of my life, I probably I never would not. Even knew attorney right now. <laughs> so, tell Facts. us a little bit about your background. I know you obviously went to Suffolk Law, right? I went to Suffolk for a little bit, then mm-hmm. I went to New England to finish it up. Oh, it's yeah. a good one. Okay, right in the city. Um, it's always weird, you know, because you sit, you sit around. I was probably maybe one of twelve black people there. Damn, because law school is about eighty percent. It's eighty percent white. I want to say maybe uh, fifteen percent. Uh, Ethnic and then five percent black. It's always a low number of blacks. I remember like I was one of twelve black people, one of five or four black men. Give it a take. Like I could, on mm. my hand, I could tell you all the black people I went to school with. That's fucking That's crazy. crazy. You gotta do better. Some of the wildest things I ever seen. Some of the mm. wildest things I ever seen in my life. Well, law school. Yeah. College okay. didn't. College could not prepare me for some of the stuff I seen and stuff I stuff I witnessed in law school. Word. What inspired you actually become an attorney? And then um. What kind of things are you hoping to do as a lawyer? Since I was like nine, I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I just would see things later in my life to confirm it. Like, I watched the Law and Orders, and I'd see, like, black DAs and how they'd move. And I'd say, like, yeah, like, this is this is what I want to do. Like, I'll not be a DA, but I want to be in the courtroom. I want to be over here negotiating, trying to see what I could do. But, um, you know, I fell in love with intellectual property while in law school. I'm talking about copyrights, patents, trademarks, you know. My, you know, ultimately, I'm trying to be in the entertainment realm on some level, entertainment or sports. Um, you know, that's what I've always been passionate about. That's why whenever I hear about a legal situation happening in the entertainment industry, I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to really sit down and learn about it. Fire, bro! We might have to start having you become like a reoccurring guest, man. I mean, I'm break down some Talk of these, about it, yeah. break down some of these situations, man. Like this Young Thug situation is going off. Like this is crazy. It's a lot of shit that people are saying. They're speculating. Like 50 or 48 shooters or some shit like that, a few murders. So we definitely want to get your perspective on that and some other things, you know, in the future as well. But let's hop right into it, man. Let's talk about this uh, this YSL Rico case, man. You lived in Georgia for a period of time, so you, you're familiar with how it gets out there. What do you think 
it's looking like for Young Thug and uh, all these other, I think there's 26 other individuals under indictment under this RICO charge. I think it's pretty uphill for him. I think um, his lawyers, are, they got their work cut out for him. Um, but before we even talk about that, let's talk about um, how the RICO statute was enacted. It was Nixon yeah. that uh, brought it about, I think I want to say 1970, and it was aimed at the Italians. It was, yep. it was about the mafia. They were saying... Um, we're locking up all these street-level enforcers, but we're not getting none of the kingpins. We're not getting none of the heads of the family. So what do we do? Conspiracy conspiracy charges weren't working. You know, people would go in and say, I'll do my time. I'll come back to my bag of money, my no-show job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, business will continue as usual. My family gets taken care of. Because, you know, that's how the Italians do. They always take care mm-hmm. of theirs when they go in. So Nixon enacted the RICO Act where if you're a street-level enforcer, even if you're a little corner boy, like they can pin you with the same crime that they would pin the, the, the kingpin on. Mm-hmm. It's a step above conspiracy. Conspiracy is um, uh, an agreement between two or more parties where they agree to commit a criminal act and any act in furtherance of that conspiracy or an act to leading up to the, to the crime, to the criminal act, would be, would be considered uh, attributable to both parties or how many parties are involved. You don't need to know who else is in the con- criminal conspiracy. You can all get charged the same way. The issue with that was you couldn't pin down the kingpins. Like, they could not find ways to stick anything onto the heads of the families, the Lucchesi's, all them, all of them dudes. So then that's why Nixon en- enacted the RICO, the RICO Act. You know, it's crazy that you say that, right? I, me and my cousins, we talk about, uh, like, the mafia and shit like that a lot. And when you think about it, the reason why people weren't snitching so much in the past is because of everything you're saying. Like, they were taking care of your family. All right, cool. They locked you up. You're about to go do a three to five. Your kids are going to be living good. Everything's going to be lit just because you didn't snitch. Do you think that has like a real impact on the way that these low-level dudes that might get wrapped up into a RICO, they're just like, you know what, let me just tell instead of doing 40 years for some dude who they really want, they don't really want me? You feel like that p- plays a part into it? No, I think it definitely does. I think it, um, because we're not the Italians, you know what I for mean? For sure, like, for sure. People can say they'll take care of your family, but some, that you know, you'll be hearing from inside the pen that, you know, your BM's like, I don't know how we're going to feed Junior this year. Uh, what are we doing? Like, you know, you, you watched The Wire. We've seen it. WeeBay's family didn't get taken care of. you seen, what's his name? Uh, Avon's, Avon's sister went to WeeBay's house and was like, we can't take care of you no more. So then she pushed her son onto the street. Like, they understand that that's the implications. And honestly, the way the Italians were set up back then, especially the, you know, like the mafia, like, they all considered each other actual family. Mm-hmm. So they all Makes felt sense. like, if I'm not taking care of this person, like, then... What kind of family member am I? And I don't feel like we have that kind of um. Well, I say, I'm saying we. I feel like organizations or for this for this specific situation, labels aren't set up like that anymore. If mm-hmm. they're engaging in what they're saying, they're engaging in. Mm-hmm. Actually, do you think Nixon's intention was to induce snitching, or do you think he just wanted to strike fear into the Italians? What do you think his actual angle was? We see what the byproduct is obviously because they were able to just literally get rid of organized crime on a street level. By using the RICO Because all that shit is like the invisible bully They do it behind corporations now Shell companies where it's pretty much You know union guys that are Doing kind of shady negotiations Like yo I want to buy this building Or I'm going to do the excavating for this building Stuff like that It's not really like you know Tommy's going to go whack Paulie Because he owes money to fucking whoever You know Oh yeah it was never It was never about stopping like Street level crime like these people killing each other It was mm-hmm. about the union, the the no show jobs, people getting paid for. That's what 
that's what um they was complaining like the the head of the the department of labor at the time they were mm -hmm. saying yo we got laborers that's doing three four times the work they're supposed to be doing because all these italians in in you know invaded these unions and they got maybe three or four people that's quote on the job that's never showing up which is doubling the workload for other people so that's right for accidents that's right for them telling and eventually got up to nixon's desk and nixon was like well this is how i and also to anything a president does it's in furtherance of trying to maintain an approval rating or mm -hmm. if they're gearing up for a re-election they're like mm -hmm. look what i just did over mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and you got to remember too the rico act is what powered giuliani into the stratosphere in new york to send them over to the bitch <laughs> fact, bro i'm telling you not to deviate man the way twitter was eating up the queen bro Giuliani, if you see this, I'm sorry, man, but when you go down, nigga, I'm lit. When I tell you, yo, Twitter never seen a nigga like me, bro. That day you go down, we up, nigga. We smoke a yeah. big cigar. Bro. I might go out a $200 cigar, nigga, light that shit up, man. Giuliani pack. File, nigga, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Giuliani Gorilla Glue combo is going to be lit, man. Hybrid. I think if they didn't if they didn't already strip him, I think they're in the process of stripping him of his license to practice. So now Man, he's just a political. He's thing. finished. I don't even want to like go to in on Giuliani. Finished. I know y'all probably seen that video where he said somebody punched him in the head, and the nigga just tapped. You seen that shit? Yeah, that nigga's a piece of shit. Like, and the thing like with Giuliani, I get it. He told some story on. Uh, did you guys see the documentary Fear City? Nah, nah. I haven't seen it. So, oh, you guys gotta check that out. But in there, Giuliani's telling the cameraman, like, yeah, you know, these guys used to come into my uncle's shop and slap him around. So <laughs> this nigga became a fucking lawyer, bro. Yeah. Instead of standing up like a man, like, yo, chill out. Why y'all fucking with my uncle? Become nigga went through his whole life to, be a to become a prosecutor <laughs> to lock these niggas up. Your uncle probably dead already, bro, by the time you get your license. And that was your way to save this man. All right, cool. Let me get my, my degree. I'm going to become a prosecutor. I'm going to take down the mob. Yeah, he's rolling in his grave right now. And I get it. Like, you know, obviously, he's not a tough guy. He's not going to go shoot it out with these dudes. But God damn, bro, be a man. <laughs> nigga's uncle was getting abused for like 20 years. Nigga, while this nigga went to law school. I'm going to school. And try to stand on some <laughs> business. Like, bro, I'm gonna what? Go, I'm going to go. I got you. I'm going to go to school. Nigga, that's insane to me, bro. I cannot hey. believe that shit. That nigga's wild crazy. Yeah. He was sitting in a, in a law library writing a memo like this for my uncle right here. Yeah, I'm doing it on him. with this right here. Oh, well, I don't even know. <clears throat> nigga's doing all kinds of shit to your uncle. Fucking. It I might be robbing him. Pistol whipping him, extortion, fucking your aunt, all kinds of shit, bro. It was like, <laughs> how'd it go that far, bro? They was doing a mad. They need to collect that payment nigga, by all means. <laughs> that shit is sad. Okay, bro. fine. Let's let's say this is what they were doing, right? Was it just like a one time thing where they go, oh, okay, that was good, seven hundred off, and then they come yeah. like like well, how do you put a, how do you quantify that? Bro. If you want your cake and eat it too, that's how they make the accept. You the boss, you can make your own rules. They make their own exceptions. <laughs> That, I just don't understand that dude And that dude is clearly a racist You know It's just And it's not even Like bro Listen A lot of people do say The stop and frisk era Was beneficial And I do see the benefits in that And I don't want to deviate too much From what we're talking about But like I do see Some of the benefits And what this guy did But overall I didn't live in New York At the time When Bloomberg was in office But New York was thriving Under Bloomberg Like that shit was In a much different position People could say they love Giuliani and all that shit. Michael Bloomberg was a stepper. That nigga was not. And people like that, honestly, are the best kind of politicians because a lobbying group isn't going to get him to change his mind. He don't need no fucking money. You tell a nigga that got $5 billion, oh, we're going to give you a, 
$600,000 towards your camp Nigga okay But anyways Back to this Rico shit <clears throat> I mean this Rico here um, It's gonna rely heavily on snitches You know um, A lot of criminal informants I mean let me say it that way mm-hmm. And one of the most dangerous things A prosecutor can do Is this early Because we're talking about This is not gonna get tried Till like deep next year So the prosecutor at the bond hearing came out and said, yeah, we have multiple multitudes of informants ready to testify. So now immediately all of these people's lives are in danger. If, 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 they, if Young Thug, if, okay, if Jeffrey Williams is what they say he is, immediately you've put all these people's lives in danger. Because now the rest of the time in his bid, it's him trying to suss out who in the camp is writing these transcripts to send to the feds. Mm-hmm. So we already have that happening. And then the other strike against Young Thug right now is... Um, because he's such a polarizing figure at this specific moment, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, sympathizers with him that are you know threatening. Uh, what is the 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 ADA's name that started? What's her name? I can't remember. Yeah, Fannie Willis. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think they already arrested the kid. They already arrested the kid because he went on his Instagram saying he was like gonna wipe out her and her whole family. Mind you, he's not even not even part of the YSL he's or a kid. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're doing that. That's But if you trolling, they take it that serious. She's like, yo, if you if you say whatever, don't say it in your lyrics, we won't get you for it. Like well, she's just being That's crazy. really crazy. You know, I don't want to deviate again, but like I seen uh the governor uh governor Newsom, governor of California, he just signed some shit in to law that has to do with anonymity on social media and misinformation and attacking people. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of like that shit, man. If you a nigga on the internet, are you talking shit to people because they celebrities or you got a fake page? You think shit is lit? Like fuck you, nigga. You's a bitch, and they des- you deserve all the bad things that happen. You fucking making thirty two fake pages to tell a nigga that you used to know he's a fucking pussy. Yeah, you hiding behind that's, a fucking anime yeah. avi. Like I hate them niggas. But that's why I fucking hate Twitter. That's a sickness, bro. Bro, all these niggas got these fake anime pics, and they be just talking big shit on that app. Like nigga, you are a coward, bro. So I'm happy they stepping on niggas now, but you know, obviously what this this kid was doing, he must have been doing it from his, he was doing this from his personal Instagram page. Yeah, yeah, that's all they follow. But you know, it don't even have to be that. It could be just they look up your IP IP address. address. And you know how easy that is? You don't got to be FBI to do that shit. Right. I did that shit to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You found somebody's IP address and went to their door? I found out where they got their phone. I found out with the the carrier. I found out the number. Like, bro, that was... (laughs) I'm not. I'm not gonna know heavy it nigga none, but I did my thing at the time to find out who he was, and that trust me, that troll stopped bothering me. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, I knew the carrier. I knew the, like I, the type of phone he had. Like <laughs> it was lit from there. Bro. Yeah, I, might, I might need to learn how to do that too, cause easy, bro. Certain I'm, niggas, man, they think niggas is playing, man. We, let's hey. see. Be a good person, bro. So back to this. So Fannie Willis is getting threatened by some random kid on the internet. They lock him up. And she's obviously he's putting pressure on her to say, "Yo, get the fuck off." He's probably a super fan of you know oh, yeah. YSL and all exactly. that. Because you got to remember, the bond hearing was for them to say he gets no bond. Like mm-hmm. they were literally saying, like, we he has the funds. He's a danger to his community. He's also a flight risk. Like we want no bond for this man. This is the issue I have with that. Right. So there's people who have like gotten charged with actual murders. Like like they were caught mm-hmm. and they got bond. So. Why is it that they can re- revoke the bond for Young Thug if they actually don't have evidence that he was ever a trigger man for any of these shootings? Like, why is that a thing? Well, they're calling him a mastermind. It's the same thing we're talking about. Um, well, not to the same extent, but you remember the whole Max B thing. They were saying he, yeah. he was a he was a mastermind of that kidnapping and murder situation. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was the same thing for him. He had no bail, but they're saying that Young uh, Young Thug is the the head of a he, criminal enterprise. But Max B eventually did get bond though, right. right? So you think there's a potential <clears throat> at some point they will consider giving Young Thug bond? You think that's just gonna not? I don't even, think he's gonna get bond. I that's crazy. Bond, and one of the biggest reasons I said I can tell you is at the bail hearing. And this is one of my problems. This is going to be a seminal case. This is going to be one of those landmark cases mm -hmm. because the majority of this case is built on uh, CI testimony, um, events in correlation to rap lyrics. Because when I listened to that bail hearing, they were literally reciting lines from Young Thug's raps and then correlating them back to events that happened. You know, Young, mm -hmm. Thug's, Young Thug, I don't know. Like the prosecutor quoted a line where he was saying, "Like, yeah, ask that mom, ask that man's mama, like, how she feel when bullets are whizzing through her wig or something like that." Like, young, mm. it was. I think I forget what the song was. It was like "Slat Life" or something like that. I'm mm. not sure, but there was literally, you hear the prosecutor going in verse two, line seven, and I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah. Like this is setting a dangerous precedent. Now rap is is literally because what they're doing is they're saying, he said this line on May fourth. On April 27th, this person's house was shot up. Mm. He recorded this song on May 1st. It was released May 1st. And then they're saying there's a direct correlation between these three things. So and these I, niggas are able to find out when you actually recorded this song? Oh, yeah. That, that can all come out in a, in a um, uh, request for product, request for... Um, in laptops, in hard drives, all, all, that. all that shit. All That's of that. fucking crazy, <laughs> bro. They all that shit back to when you first recorded. <laughs> but they're also, they're, they're also trying to push that you can't use these lyrics in, like, in the middle of all this. Like, they're right. trying to push like you can't use rap lyrics to like... Well, in, be, like, in the uh, in the grand jury, in the grand when they pull, pull a grand jury, anything goes. Same thing at a bail hearing, anything goes. It's when we get to the actual court case, Young Thug's lawyers can say, yo, that's hearsay, you can't bring that in here. And then it's the prosecutor's job to take his multi-thousand dollar degree and put it to work and then try to get it in under one of the hearsay exceptions. Mm -hmm. And um, it could be a little shaky. Sometimes they mix it up. That is where Young Thug's lawyers really need to go back and really sit down and study their hearsay and or look at all the past records of any like funds that were coming in because, you know, it's a RICO charge. So they're saying that there was money that was being funneled towards criminal, criminal acts. And uh, they were coming out in these rap bars. It's 21 Savage on a, a pod. He was talking and they asked him, like, yo, how do you feel about giving money back to the neighborhood? And he, he said something, something to what you just said. So wh what is the difference between you telling me what I'm doing with my money and what my intentions are with my money in a court of law? Because if I was from the hood and I'm just giving money to people that I grew up with because I have it, how are you going to say that I'm funding some shit that I got nothing to do with. Just because me and you grew up together, I give you 500K, I give you, you know, 600K, $1,000, 15 million. Like, what does that have to do with what you do with the money after the fact? And why is it that they can use just the exchange of funds in a court of law against me to prove that I'm something that I might not even be? It'll end up looking something like this. They'll be like, Mr. Williams was funneling, has, on this day gave... Mr. Uh, whatever, Mr. Atkins, like $2,000. Mr. Atkins is a known and convicted um, drug dealer. He's been caught on multiple occasions with uh, thousands of dollars worth of whatever drug you may choose. And he'll say, Mr. Williams knows that, and Mr. Williams has continued to fund the money. Now, if, if Mr. Williams knows that this is a former um, drug dealer, and he's still funneling him money, Mr. Williams knows, just like the average reasonable person would know, that his funds are probably going towards the distribution of narcotics. 
And then, you know, the prosecutor makes his argument from there. You're an adult. You're a grown man. You, you do what the fuck you want to do with your money. Right. After that, it's up. It's, that's what, it's up to you. No, nah, but the other thing I think is crazy is like, if I'm way richer than you, what the fuck do I care about your drug money for? Like, what is me giving you X amount of dollars and you bringing me X amount back? How is that beneficial to me if I'm way richer than you anyways? Like, why do I need that? Like, how is it that the prosecution is going to rely so heavily on making that argument that people lose sight of the fact that I'm already an established, liquid, multimillionaire? Well, that's where the snitches come in because yeah. they know how shaky that argument is. Okay. Then they go, okay, well, even if if that's not strong enough for you guys, we have multi, we have snitch upon snitch testimony. We have the transcripts right here. And the reason they've been able to say that is because they go to them with the Rico and they say, look, YFN Lucci's mom was shot at. That's an attempted murder. We can put that on your head. It could be a little corner, but it has nothing to do with that. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, this is what a Rico charge looks like. Well, I don't want to get caught up in that. <laughs> And then, you know, this boy's sweating in his shoes and he starts oh, telling what he knows. man, yeah. bro, this shit is crazy, This is what yo. the Rico's built for. This is this why they enacted it. This is crazy. They've they already been doing, like, false information now already because, uh, what's his name, Yak, Yak Guy, they're saying he already he already been snitching and shit like that. But so that's they, what they do. They feed, they, they send out, sometimes they'll send out information that they know is not even true just to get other people. Oh, scared. yeah, just to get them shaking and mm-hmm. be like, nah, like, you, you get them nervous. You're shaking in their boots, now they're going to be... We'll see what you're doing and shit. It's, it's a wiki game because the prosecutor say, Oh, he's snitching. You better, hey, you let him beat you to the punch. He's doing five. You're going to sit here and do 15. And now there's surveillance in his family. See if they get done up too, because, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, it's like they're playing your mans against you. Oh, yeah. No, it's a wicked game. It's a wicked game they play. And they know that. They don't, that's why they don't care about none of this. And that's the shit that, like, to me, is just like when they choose you for jury selection and you hearing these arguments, like, how can we make this shit make sense? I feel like the, knowing the facts that you could just tell somebody, yo, you're about to go to jail for fucking 20 years for some shit you didn't do, but you also want me to believe that the man who was established is sending this little nigga to do this shit and the financial gain is minimal compared to what he could... He just put out an album and make 30 times more than whatever this dude is going to bring back to him. So that's, I think, is the shit that is confusing to me. What do you think the percentage is that Young Thug will actually be able to beat this case without any time served under conviction? Well, as of right now, there's only been one rap affiliated one rap affiliated person that's ever been a Rico charge. Who's that? Irv Gotti. Uh, Irv Gotti's the only man, and it sucks because once damn. Irv beat his charge, he wanted to turn around and help Supreme. The part of the Rico charge is to literally siphon any funds you have because you're paying for million dollar lawyers you're paying Mm -hmm. for all kinds of document production you're paying for all kinds of expert witnesses you're paying for all kinds of evidence to be you know flown out or whatever it's to make you destitute so that if you have any Mm co-defendants they're stuck with a they're stuck with a public defender that can't do nothing for you this probably their their what their 20th case that they have to try within the, within the last two days, they're burnt out. They don't know what they're doing. They're oh, probably meeting shit. you ten minutes before the case to be like, okay, <laughs> this is what I read on the way to on the way here. So this is what I'm gonna say to that because I have a couple friends that are also attorneys, just like yourself. Um, they say that uh, the the public perception of a public defender is actually inaccurate. That these lawyers actually do have a much higher success rate than people believe. So do you do you feel like that's true or do you really think having a PD is really going to fuck you over when you need an expert attorney? 
I think you got to be the judge of that based on what you're up against. I think, and I also so I say like something like this, like a Rico. So like a Rico. So you think a public defender can't help you here? I do not think a public defender could give you the best legal representation that you need in a Rico case. And do you feel like public defenders are always going to sway you to take a plea bargain because they don't want to go to trial based on, you know, their caseload and how much shit that they can't do for you based on the situation? Or do you think, you know, PDs don't mind going to trial? Well, a PD can never suggest to you to do that. A PD can always tell you that that's an option. It'll, yeah. They'd actually probably get in trouble if they if they heavily For sure. So, yeah, I don't want to make it so, seem yeah. like I'm saying they're using like the state's influence mm-hmm. to press you into taking a plea but do you think like most pds just on their own reconnaissance are going to be like you know what here's the situation that we're up against if we go to trial this is what you're looking at if we cop out right now here are the offers on the table oh yeah they always have to give you that before you even go in they always tell you like this is what we're up against mm-hmm. this is what this is what's going to work for us this is what's going to work against us and they'll always tell you like honestly in a situation like this you're fighting you're fighting from 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 below you okay. know so they'll, they'll be honest with you. A PD will always be honest with you. A PD but you, won't tell you a dream. But you think a, a private attorney is going to give you a lot more standing? Like he's going to tell you what plea bargain is not that attractive or he'll try to go harder for a better bargain? Or do you think, because I know obviously a trial attorney gets paid every time they're in the courtroom, every time they're providing you legal you know, advice and things of that nature. So what do you think? the angle is with them or do you always feel like they're actually trying to do what they're supposed to do the pds are always trying to do what they're supposed to do but you know we all human you know for sure they get flooded a lot especially you know depending on where you live like atlanta is mm-hmm. right for that new york right for that cali right for that you know the state governments are literally moving to crack down on anything they perceive as gang culture mm-hmm. like that is that is the current state of affairs in this country anything gang related or seen gang related they're trying to crack down on it because you got to think about it too. There's a lot of people migrating from certain areas to other areas, and they're bringing along their gang ties as well. Mm-hmm. So that was the big thing that Fulton County DA was talking about. Oh, there's a lot of transplants coming to Atlanta, bringing their sets or trying to rep their sets in these areas, and we're trying to get that out of our city, our state, or whatever. Um, but in terms of your earlier question uh, about um, high-power criminal defense lawyers, a lot of them have their own PIs. A lot of them have their mm-hmm. own have their own. Um, <clears throat> Uh, two, they have like two. They have two or three paralegals that's doing more footwork on the ground. Like they simply have more access to resources that a lot of PDs don't have. And trust me, For PDs sure. definitely work their ass off. But they to say that they can tap into the same people, the same resources that a, a private, possible. private high power criminal defense attorney can, they absolutely cannot. I was gonna say though, you never answered like uh, what you think his chances. Are. I know you said they look bleak, but like percentage wise, what do you think Young Thug's chances are? At beating this case Or Do you think It's at the point Where a win Is a plea bargain I think we're getting Close to that But I think If Young Thug And his lawyers Do a lot of work To discredit To, to discredit The uh, The cooperators The criminal informants I think he has A way better chance That means We're looking at Probably right now To win this He's looking at Maybe like 20 20% but if he can knock, if he if he can knock down the CI, you got to understand how they were coming. When I watched that bail hearing, they were confident. They said we have a litany of criminal informants ready ready to speak on how he ordered these hits, how how they they you know they're continuing drug enterprise, what street level work they were doing. Like these CIs are basically giving them the case. So if Young Thug can if Young Thug can discredit any of them, or he can um. 
or he can have them recant their statements. Some of them already like kind of falling back too. Yeah, because so. and that's and that's because of the bail hearing where they were saying, "Oh, we have a bunch of CIs." So now, so now, so now, Thug is launching an internal investigation so on he's his like, own nah, crew. Fuck that. <laughs> he's that like, shit nah. is crazy. He's like, I just got here. <laughs> that's crazy, man. And I've Not- seen some transcripts, and it's you know. It could that also could have been the feds creating fake creating no, fake it, to scare I feel people. like half that might be just bait. It could it could be. It could be. But you never mm. really know with them and you always want to dot your eyes and cross your T's. Again, that's that's how Earth beat his case. This mm. but you know But they also said that they never were looking to convict him. For him, they put him under trial so they could actually stop Supreme from getting support right. financially so he could actually get a lawyer mm-hmm. to fight the Fed case. So they were bleeding, uh, you know, Irv Gotti out, yeah. basically just so they could get this fish over here. So it's like um, assassination and, through association. Oh yeah, no, and they said that too. They definitely went out of their way and was like, "Yeah, he's the he's the guy. He's the <laughs> crazy, guy we're after." Crazy, real crazy. It's a wicked game. It's mm. a wicked game. So let's get into some more wicked shit out here, man. But I'm not gonna lie, I do enjoy Young Thug's music. You know, it is fucked up. Free wild. The so. situation, yeah, no, literally, the situation is fucked up, bro. You know, and I actually enjoy YFN Lucci's music. That shit kind of sucks that these niggas are both young cats. They, we the same age, man. These are young niggas, bro, that are getting bred, that's locked up at the worst time, period, man. And not to get too crazy, but I'm not going to lie, like, YFN Lucci was in a great spot in life. Wayne's daughter Wayne, was his fucking you the girl. Good. You got the best rapper's daughter as your shorty. Your album is doing numbers. You got a couple of hits out here. You moving around. And then you just get caught up in this shit, bro. Like, literally, the summer before, he was at Tycoon Weekend with 50 Cent, doing his thing, living it up. Fucking Reginae Carter's his girl. He's getting bread. His shines is going up. And then now you in jail. Shorty already moved on. <laughs> Niggas ain't really spinning your music as much as they used to because you don't have, like, a supporting cast of artists around you that are big in the streets. I don't even think he stamped so stuff like, like that. that shit's so fucked, like, man. Like Young Thug, he's straight, obviously, but Lucci, he had to put a little more work in for it to like. Yeah, music, I, no, yeah. Bro. I don't know. Last time I heard somebody say "Free Lucci," mm-hmm. that's the crazy shit, man. If you've been watching the news, this story has come across at some point where they're saying that Brett Favre defrauded the state of Mississippi out some millions using the PPP. You know, so. Crazy shit. This man has earned, I think they said, $120 million in his career. That's just NFL. Man. Yep, That's not not in NFL. endorsements. You know, the nigga had them shitty Wrangler commercials. <laughs> Niggas, if you wear Wrangler jeans, you're a fucked up individual, bro. <laughs> no bullshit. A sick guy. You're a sick no guy. No bullshit, man. But yeah, y'all know him from the commercials. I feel like they always associated him with like Wrangler jeans and Jeeps. Mm-hmm. Things of those natures, you know. A very redneck central. Very I'm about to say a real. Centric, re, yeah. It's giving. Yeah. It's giving pack a lip. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like you said it's giving. Yeah, it's giving pack. I said it. <laughs> yeah, what the sue fuck, me, nigga. sue me. Saying <laughs> he stole some money out of Mississippi using the PPP loan, man. This is fucking crazy, bro. This man got bread, and he scammed. Like, and this is the shit that is sad, bro. If I did this scam, niggas would lock me up right you now. Got bro. Packed up. I don't even have money like that. You know this man earned 120 mil and they're letting him steal millions. It wasn't just PPP. There was PPP and federal welfare loans directed to Mississippi. Because like we said earlier, Mississippi's mm-hmm. the poorest state in the union, mm-hmm. lowest education rates, 
um, poorest standardized testing scores. Um, they literally said of the five million altogether that he stole, it could have fed six hundred thousand families in Mississippi. That's crazy. <laughs> This dude, like, and I'm not gonna lie, you gotta put that into perspective, man, because this is someone that doesn't need the bread, that just stole the bread. And he said, Oh, uh, my daughter's school needed a new stadium. That's why I need to know what his daughter looked like. <laughs> Honestly, hey, you, bro, got you, pick, you got, you got enough a picture bread. of your daughter? <laughs> you got enough bread to pay for that shit out of pocket. Like, well, is your life that fucked up? There's no way you blew 120 mil. Let's say taxes and you pay your agents, right? Out the 120 mil, let's say you really kept 50. And that's that, I feel like that's extremely conservative. He got investments. He got endorsements. Man. You got to remember too. They didn't find out on some somebody. T- it's it's text that got leaked yeah. by the lady that was the head of the welfare yeah. disbursement. Cause she was like, I know this is finna burn, and let me jump out ahead of everybody. This it's- man sent a text message that says, "Do you think the media will find out about this?" <laughs> Bro. So this nigga knew he was guilty. He was just moving crazy. The governor. And this is the shit that you want, bro. Should have done Facetime, bro. The governor. The governor literally was like, yeah, I need to meet with you so we can figure out how to disperse these funds to Brett discreetly. So that's, that's like, that's what we Conspiracy, look at. Conspiracy, man. These niggas is moving devious. And it's just like, for me, I don't understand. Like, dudes like this, you can't give them respect, bro, because you already got everything, bro. You got, And then you live in a place where nobody has shit. So it's not even like you got everything and everybody around you is all right. That's her? I think that's her. Yeah. Oh God. Wait, no, no, no. It was yeah, for a volleyball stadium, right? Yeah, volleyball Switch, stadium. Yeah. That just, I don't think that was her playing. I don't know. Y'all think she got? Y'all, y'all think she she's good at volleyball? I don't. Even, I honestly, that's I wasn't. Crazy. I, I wasn't know. anticipating anything, even if she was bad or ugly, bro. Like that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. Bro. Oh, no, she thick. I'm not gonna lie. That's her right that's there too. Great, yeah. bro. I can that's find her right it. there too. Yeah. So did she definitely? Nah, her shit yeah. fat, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, gang. <laughs> her shit is. So you just gonna retract your old statement? Hell no, nigga. Hell no. Hopefully you never see this if I got an opportunity. Okay, to fuck with so you. I got my, my question mm-hmm. I was trying to ask is, do you think, based on what y'all seen of her, that he said, oh no, my daughter is the supreme volleyball Man, player. she that ain't we making no like. Olympics, bro. <laughs> if I see her and she makes the Olympics, I'll be like, all right, Yo, cool. if she doesn't do nothing with this shit, if she doesn't go far, and no, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's all for nothing. <laughs> you just got a brand new volleyball stadium. That's it. No, but yeah. the thing is like, bro, the legal ramifications, like I said, if I did this shit, you got scammers getting locked up every day. Let me tell you what he's looking at right now. So, um, <clears throat> federal. So we're talking about fraud. This is welfare fraud. Yeah. That is a Class B felony, which goes up to twenty five years in federal. Prison. <laughs> he gonna <laughs> die. He die Yo, there ain't a wrangler in the world that can Audi. save him from this. You said sixty seven? No, 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 no. Brett Favre is probably in his fucking forties. Like 40s or 50s No 50s, he's probably in his 50s 50s, 50s yeah. Early 50s 50s with CTE So he's probably gonna be Body slamming people in there <laughs> So not by even 75 by, by, he, he does, Say he do minimum 25 He's let me done check his, Let me check his age Let me check his age Keep talking Rich He's gonna be 75 years old Minimum If it's, let's say he's But 50. you know Listen You know they're not gonna Put this man <laughs> yeah, in that's jail what I was gonna That's what like, That nigga ain't going to jail He's bro. a refrigerator color He's gonna get out earlier than that Come on man mm. <laughs> like, well, Bro News has come out That he's repaid uh 1 million Of the 5 million That uh that he took from them so he, so he tried to flip that And give it back he Yeah like, Yo, I just need to borrow this 52 years old bro 52 years old He'll give out He'll be, he'll be up When he's minimum 20, uh, 77 Right Yeah they ain't want They ain't want Less than a day good, man Good behavior Plus everybody What's be crazy I heard there's already People that involved In this shit that Are under indictment already Yeah Yeah the gov- it's the governor. It was so, him and the I'm governor. I'm trying to figure this together. shit out, bro. The governor's a big the niggas who ain't shit involved in this. You got them under indictment, but the people that you want is just chilling in life. Yeah, 
They got pulled. That's crazy, what's wild bro. is they. What's wild is this is from 2017. Brett Favre got a whole Hall of Fame bust put in in the middle of everybody knowing that he was under investigation for this. You tell me what black NFL player that's if T.O. Did see all T.O. did was beef with the actual NFL and they was fighting to make sure he never got into the Hall of Fame. This is federal charges that's coming down on a white man's head, and they still let him get his Hall of Fame bust and put that stupid gold jacket on him. Yep. That's the craziest part of all of this, because you know it couldn't go down for a black man. Hey, it's not, it's not, unob- it's not obvious no more. We already know what's up. Like, <laughs> that shit is just wicked and bad, man. They it's just like, putting it in our face at this point. My nigga, so he, you said he was doing this shit even before the pandemic, then. Mm-hmm. So my nigga was out here running scams up, and then he ran another one on the PPP. You see right there, he paid the 1.1 back, and they said we, they told him pay that back with interest. He said, Nah, I'll just give you back what I took. That's it. No, what I heard is the 1.1 is the interest. Whoa. He didn't even pay back the principal. So he, the 1.1 is It's just the interest, interest alone. Crazy. You stole back you stole back all that money from black people, but you did some stuff black people would do. They would literally just pay off the interest and be like, I don't know what hey, you're Hey, I got you, bro. I'm going to hey, I'm going to slide you just 20. Bro. I get 100 back when I, you know, I got you. Bro. <laughs> bro, that's crazy. A lot of people don't rock with him no more. I saw Shannon Sharp ripping to him because he's looking at him like, bro, you... All this money you made is the type of shit you reduce yourself to. Like I said, Jackson, they didn't have drinkable water for six weeks. You see them then turn on their faucets and brown water coming brown. out. I thought that was still occurring. And niggas is robbing out. the state mm-hmm. when they can use that money in infrastructure to figure out some other means to get water to these people. And you got people like this that's out here that's up that will never work again in life. They don't need work. Their kids don't need to work. And they robbing. Wait, my fault, bro. Wait, they, they, that issue's fixed right now? Oh, it, it just no 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 the the water it literally yeah, they, just got resolved. Okay, because I seen this like, week I seen rappers over here like donating like hundreds and hundreds of like, like water filters ago. and shit mm-hmm. like that. No, it's it's resolved like literally as of this week. So that shit makes you think, man. All this money this dude stole, we could have been. This is six million dollars, a lot of fucking money, bro. It's just it's a shame. It's okay. a shame you watching somebody. My, you from the state. You know what you know what these young kids look like. You've been around them. He does all kinds of charity events in the hood. That's the problem, right? They will come down and run their little camps and stuff in the hood mm. and, and turn around and take take from it. Take absolutely take from it. <sighs> Jeez, bro. I just, you know, I don't know, man. Like this this shit is crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. It's just it's disappointing. But hey, this is a dude that everybody like. Why you growing up, man? We all around the same age. Niggas used to sweat this man. He was on the cover of Quarterback Club. If he was a video game cat, you know that was Brett Favre's game, man. Favre's that nigga, man. And the crazy shit. You could even. It's so believable. You saw how when Aaron Rodgers came through, he's like, I ain't teaching him shit. But you know, you could really see. You could see. Kind of dude. He's a vile dude. Little moments like that give you insight into somebody. Like that's and that's like what. People need to start paying attention. Facts. To. It's those little moments that you're like, oh, that was weird. No, that's who he is. Facts. Like that, that's the, he just, he accidentally exposed himself real quick. Facts. Right. That's just sad, man. It's all about him. It was always about him. The moment you're telling him they got to, that you know, step aside to let somebody else come through, he's like, no. Fuck this guy. All right, so sticking in the world of sports, another big story, uh, Sarver, the, the, the majority owner of the Phoenix Suns, Gets caught in an email probe. The same way they got John Gruden. Got saying some crazy shit, some racial things, some uh, misogynistic things, I guess, that are making the workplace uncomfortable. And um, PayPal, after the probe came out, the results came out, PayPal just gave him an ultimatum. Like, yo, if uh, y'all don't 
part ways with this gentleman, we're terminating our relationship. And I'm not going to lie, like, a part of that is gesture politics, but a part of it is also, you know, swift justice, man. Like, we live in a different climate now. You can't just say no crazy shit and think that companies that are getting money from black people that have respect for themselves are going to be like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. You supporting these niggas that hate black people? We ain't doing no transactions with you. Everything is a business. When you do a financial embargo against these giants, they feel it heavy. That's why a lot of these companies, they've been seeing how social media get people to move in, in unison. That activism is a lot of shit. People think that shit falls on deaf ears. Nah, man. If you got enough clout and cachet, you tell people, listen, these people don't fuck with black people. They hate us. Don't spend no money with them. That well dry up real quick and they get the fucking toe tapping, man. They do what we need them to do. Well, the basic idea is that um, black people drive the culture. Not facts. Everything that's cool, it derives from black people. Dude, mm-hmm. the sauce. So any, anything that happens, if they see black people in an uproar, their immediate their immediate response is damage control. And the yep. biggest damage control you could do in a situation like this is you guys got one year. If y'all don't figure out what to do with this man to get him away from here, we're leaving. So they're on probation, technically, mm-hmm. until, until it's time for him to come back and they either tell him... Because what we're looking at is the NBA governors are going to have to do a, a vote to, to force him to sell, and that's a three-quarter vote. So it, it'll take three-quarters of the 30 teams to vote yes in terms of getting Sarver out of there, which, you know, on its face is like, yo, he did so much crazy stuff within the – because he's been the owner for what? I think they said 18 years. 18 years, yep. 18, okay, yeah. so we're talking about 18 years. These owners – they're afraid because now they're saying like, yo, we're on a slippery slope. Like we could get outed for, for just being ourselves. And, you know, all the owners are white, except for, you know, the Atlanta, the Atlanta group. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. Any I know other uh, the dude that owns the Kings is also, uh, I believe he's Indian. Oh, yeah. Vivek, yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, yeah. He's he's of color. Mm-hmm. But once you and this and this is something they they tend to say like once you get into that uh that financial stratosphere you start to more align with with with, with you know rich rich Caucasians, mm-hmm. so the owners would probably vote him out. But their fear is well if I vote him out, yo, what if one day they catch me slipping, and I I might have said something or I might have done something, then they gonna shoot me out of there too. So mm-hmm. we're it's gonna be an interesting 11, uh, eleven months, especially with the media day. What like next no, but, week? Uh, what PayPal says that they're. They're literally not even gonna fuck with them if they don't know the decision beforehand. Oh, oh, oh. I did hear this, but I'd rather you just read it directly from the thing. I got you. I got you. If I you zoom in just a little bit, the investigations into Sarver showed heated or purported to repeat the N word on at least five occasions, spanning his uh, tenure with the Suns. Though it noted that the independent lawyers hired by the NBA to conduct. The probe made made no finding that Sarver used this racially insensitive language with the intent and meaning. No, the intent to, to demean, to, to demean or it. denigrate. All right. Denigrate, so yeah. what 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 context did he use the N word in? This is oh, what's up, my nigga? Like you the fuck out of here, bro. So, I heard These niggas story. are sick, bro. These niggas are fucking So Ill, how did he bro. say it then? Just that's what I hope they say that in court too. How, on did, top of so that, how did he say it? If, if you tell him you did an email probe, how do you know the fucking tone behind the words? You know, that's how it goes. I that's heard one crazy, story man. where it was um it was during a game of Sun, it was the Suns versus the Warriors. And you know, Draymond, Draymond's over there saying, he's like, yo, you know, you these, and these, you know, like move yeah. these niggas around, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sarver hears that and he's like, he's like, don't let them move these niggas around. Don't let them. And he's like repeating it <laughs> in front of everybody. 
He's like repeat Like Draymond's saying something yeah. On the court And he's like nah, So like oh, everybody's a, Everybody around him Is saying I think it was Earl Watson That was saying Earl Watson was like yo he was saying that, and I told him, I was like, you can't say it. He was like, why can't I say it? They saying it on the court all the time. Yo, and that's what they always say, bro. They always say, they know exactly <laughs> what the fuck they're slope, doing. man. Bro. I'm not going to lie to you. This is where, like. It's stupid to me. Bro. Shit is slippery. The thing I don't get, right, if you ask me right now, come back down I'm, before I'm about to be born, get the right to say the N-word or be rich and white, nigga, I'm picking being white. <laughs> what the fuck do I look like, bro? Nah, facts. I be, fuck yo, niggas, man. I'll never subtle. say that shit again. And if I say it, I'll be in my crib with all my white friends, with all my money. Listen to all my, I'll be what? bumping all my shit, my 50 Cent music, my fab. All that. And all I got to do is keep that shit in my crib under wraps. It is I'll do that. The safest nigga, white that, boy that he's chilling right now because he knows what to do when that's do inside his house and outside. The, you know what I mean? That like, shit is just crazy to me, bro. Like, niggas is really pressed to say, nigga, I won't change places with it's you. It's not that bro. deep. No. That shit is crazy, oh. man. Like, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Like, you know, as a white man in this world, the world is your oyster. But there's just one thing that they're just like, why can't I participate in this? Because they take everything else, they feel entitled even, to take man. that shit Nigga, too. You fucking created the environment for that word to even exist. Had y'all not come fucking with us, that shit wouldn't even be a thing. Y'all be doing your own fucking thing. We do something else. And they knew it was gonna go this far, mm-hmm. as far sure. as like how we feel about it and how like you know the way we. That's use why I said it. it. It's it's a slippery slope because at the end of the day, you could be like, I don't really give a fuck that sorry said the n word because maybe th- this is the weird okay. shit, right? Let, let's talk about this, man. When it comes to these racists. You got something to call a fair weather racist and someone who is a pure racist. A pure racist is not doing anything with you. You're black. I don't fuck with you. I don't want you in my crib. You can't work for me. You're not shit to can't me. Can't live in my neighborhood. Exactly. I yeah. fucking hate you. Fair weather racist. These are the guys like this where, oh, okay, cool. I, you're a nigger, but you can work for me. Right. I'll make way more money. I'll, I'll, I'll make you rich. Of you I don't give a shit. fuck. Right. But yeah, you can't marry my daughter. Like, you fucking crazy, bro. You're a fucking nigger. Like, be serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and these people are almost even worse than the overt racists. Cause it's like, bro, I might be lowering my guard. I might be thinking you're you're just a cool dude. You don't have any ill intent towards me. And as soon as I turn my head, I, I'm sure there's players on the Suns that knew nothing about this shit. They woke up one day, they turn on the TV. They see fucking screaming A. Smith going crazy on Sarver. <laughs> or they probably seen Shannon Sharp chewing him up. And they're like, hold on, what the fuck? I work for this thing. What the fuck's going on, They bro? knew. The NBA launched a probe. They launched some probe into them the first time. Because this this came out back last year, like November last <laughs> That's year. That's crazy. So this is just the findings of the investigation. Yeah. And he's done that before. They were saying that before the Earl Watson thing in like 2004, 2005, like he'd be in the locker room hearing stories and then he'd go back to like other executives and be like, you won't believe what Jason Richardson said the other day. And then he'll just start recounting the story with all the N-words in it. And they'll be like, you know, you can't say that. He'll be like, why not? That's how you told me the story. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I hate these oblivious motherfuckers, bro. That's not oblivious, bro. These niggas, they, bro. Oh, they do, oh, you play oblivious. Bro, like, trust me, man. Shit. After you've seen a billion, my nigga, you know what the fuck's going on. And that's why I call it a low-level distraction, because after you get to a certain level, it doesn't matter to those people. All right, so I want to read this one part. PayPal said Friday the company will no longer sponsor the team if owner Robert Sarver remains a part of the franchise when the suspension is up Yeah exactly So they not even gonna Wait to see what's gonna happen They're letting niggas know Y'all better basically Liquidate this man Out of this fucking Ownership position Or we not doing business with you Cause it's gonna be bad for us Our name is on your jersey So niggas are gonna watch you Say fuck the sons 
They're going to also be saying, fuck PayPal. And PayPal is getting a lot of fucking money out here, bro. Yo. PayPal is one of the biggest money transfer uh, mediums. And it's the only one that is global. Venmo doesn't work everywhere in the world. Nope. Cash App doesn't work everywhere. PayPal is global. That's why on TikTok, everybody gets paid off. You you get your money off PayPal literally all over the world. They fucking this shit up, man. And it's just crazy, bro. All you have to do is not say nigga and... Not demean women like that's just. But you want to be an asshole. Have you heard any of the stories about the women? Let's hit, let's talk about it, bro. Because I actually haven't heard too much. I I only heard more so about the racial stuff. Before we even say this, one thing I'm really seeing in in uh especially how these situations go is when a Caucasian man, an older Caucasian man, has an organization and the organization is doing well, he starts to feel like the people that work for him belong to him. He mm. starts to feel like he can treat them how they how how he wants mm. and how he feels. Uh, one girl said uh, she got a breast augmentation surgery um, one summer, and then when she came back to work, he walked by and said, "Oh, you got an upgrade." He said, "I see you got, I see you got the new parts." <laughs> that's just that are you laughing, but that's how he said it. Yo, then there was another the girl. Fuck. Then there was another girl that was like on the marketing team. She was pregnant. And he seen her belly swell. He said, "He said, he said, oh, you're pregnant." She said, "Yeah." He said, "It's gonna kill you. It's gonna, it's gonna kill, it's gonna kill your your uh, your career because uh, how are you gonna do this in breastfeed?" Like that's like this, yo, why, yo, it's the face, yo, the faces you're making, bro. It's like you actually seen him say that shit. Yo, you don't see the faces, yo. You don't see the faces they make, yo. I, yo, this I don't like because I've been around so many white people because I spent all like obviously in my life, but like I really for those three years in law school I had to sit down and just watch like the inner machinations of white people. White privileged people Because to be in law school And white For the most part You're privileged Like you probably went To a private school You know Your dad was a lawyer Oh yeah exactly Legacy actually A lot You were legacy And this was probably Like a second A second option To what you really Wanted Mm -hmm, to do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like You've really seen A lot of entitled people Just act in certain ways This is why I always told myself I made a promise I don't explain myself to Like if I'm in a situation I'm in any kind of jam I just I told myself I refuse to explain myself to white people because they all make the same face when you're trying to explain something to them. Meanwhile, they're making that face. They already decided what your fate is. The police is already on the way. They already got whatever oh, they decided look, coming look right at you. Look at that camera head. right there, bro. Tell me what that face is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a close up on that too. Yo. <laughs> You know how many, many times I've seen that face? That, is that too late, buddy? You know how many times I've seen? Yo, I got into certain situations in law school. Like that, that right, that in itself is a whole like wormhole. But I've seen this face so many times, so many times. So I already know in certain down. situations. I'm like, I'm not even explaining myself to you. But back to the Sarver thing. Hey, could you imagine? You know, let's say you know your significant other is at work, and their boss tells them like, "Oh, you let him pregnant you." Hmm. <sighs> Might kill your career because how are you gonna do this and breastfeed at the same time? And now she feels violated. It's crazy, right. bro. Not even saying she feels like you basically tell me I got no job because I decided to have a fucking kid. Stop fucking. So did you hire me because I look good or you trying to get some like what's going bro, on, bro? Nah, that, like I, I work for I work for a place I ain't gonna say where, mm-hmm. but um yeah the the head the head of the the head of the place that I worked at like when any of the women first of all he purposely went out of his way to hire Hispanic women or. Or, or or South American yeah. women, mm-hmm. just because he liked seeing those legs walk around the office. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when he would find out, he would he would almost feel like sad when he would find out one of the girls has like a, a significant other. Like literally, I remember one day I was I was I, I heard a story from one of the girls and um, she said, "Oh yeah," he like asked, "Oh, what are you gonna do for the holiday season?" And she said, "Oh, I'm probably gonna be with my significant other." And he looked at her and was like, 
You didn't tell me you had a significant other. <laughs> On the application. <laughs> exactly. That's really what he. That's you like laughing, but that's really what he's saying. He's saying if I knew, if I knew that, you. I would have got a Loretta. That's crazy, bro. Nah, this I, shit is really bad, but, bro. But, I don't but, understand but these But that niggas, just man. that just speaks Normal. to that just speaks to how they feel, just like entitled to your life and entitled to access to you. Yeah. Another story that uh they told about Sarva was um. One of the girls on a me- on the media team, one of the women on the media team, had put together a video package for um, an executive that was retiring, mm-hmm. and the and the the executive had been there since before Sarver was hired. So we're talking about Jerry Colangelo days. Okay. And because the video package had more video clips of Colangelo and that executive, he like threw a fit and told her like, "What's wrong with you? You stupid! This is my organization. Why would you put together a video with a whole bunch of Jerry Colangelo and one or two clips of me?" And then the girl broke down crying. And then instead of him being like, "Yo, I was wrong," he goes, Damn, "I can't keep hiring women that just be crying every time I tell them something." <laughs> yo, this is, like this is the kind of guy we're dealing nigga. with. Yo, this nigga is a foul nigga, man. I gotta hire some tougher bitches. This nigga's a foul nigga, <laughs> bro. I gotta hire some tougher bitches who don't who don't get in the relationship. Jesus Damn. Christ, man. It's hard to find good help these days. <laughs> fucking like wicked, what? <laughs> what I found to be the best story was uh because you know, they always they always go get a wife half their age or or mm-hmm, 20 years mm-hmm, younger mm-hmm, than them. Mm-hmm. So uh one day he comes into the office and starts handing out pictures of his of, of his young wife in um in a son's bikini. And he's like, he's like, what y'all, how you th- how you think she look? She look good in that? Yeah, she look good, right? You, you, hit, you like hit it, right? His ego strokes. <laughs> like, and I'm crazy. telling y'all this story because that actually happened to me in law school. Like that is a thing that that is a thing that you know Trophy certain wise. certain yeah like certain you know certain so groups of Caucasian men would do. They're I'll, showing you that girl and was yeah. asking you if you a pipe. Exactly. But, okay, I'll, I'll I'll break down the story for you, right? Okay. So I'm not gonna say the kid's name, but um, I'm in the study room. He comes in. I'm there with this other black kid. Um, we're one of five. So this kid comes in, and um, the girl she also goes to school with us, and uh, she had a body. She had, like her lower, her lo- her upper half was like very like thin, you know, but like her lower half was like she was stacked, like you know she had, you know she had like a, she had a bubble, and then she had like well, she was had this woman by by chance. She was Jewish. Oh, she was Jewish, blonde, I, is, Israeli or Akanazi Jew. Do you know? Ah, uh, Israeli, yeah. Israeli, Israeli. Yeah, actually, oh. listen, I saw one today too, man. Fat thing, bro. She's Crazy. Hey, so Crazy, bro. <laughs> she was bubbled up, though. Bubsky. But so, go ahead, man. Go so ahead. So we in there. We in the study room. Mm-hmm. And um, he calls me. He's like, oh, I got I to gotta text so-and-so to get her to come in here. And um, and because uh, I need something from her. So I'm so I, I'm like, oh, okay. So-and-so's coming. Whatever. She comes in, and she's wearing, like, a pencil skirt. It's like, it's, it's mad surprising. I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't even know why you dressed like this in law school. To be fair though, your, your school is right next to the clubs. You're not wrong. You're so not wrong. was it late or was it like? It was like it, I mean, we, we were studying, so it was probably mm-hmm. like five six o'clock. I don't think she was going to the club after this though. Mm, okay, happy but happy she comes hour. in, but she comes in in like a pencil skirt. So so basically, you can you know you can see the curvature of her body. Mm-hmm. Um, he catches us both looking because obviously we're all men. We know we, we know what the kind of glances we throw yeah, when we're trying yeah, to catch for sure, for when sure. we're trying to catch a visual of somebody. So they come in, they do their little talk, they leave the room. After this, after they leave the room, you know, and they talking in low voice, they're like, "Yo, <laughs> y'all think y'all think she's good?" He, he looks at us because he's seen us both take a glance, mm. and he looks at me. He's like, "So Cliff, like, you did it?" And I was like, "He's, you know, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like yeah, I wish like, there was a camera right here, bro. <laughs> So Cliff, she look good, right? What do you think?" <laughs> 
And then I look at him because you know yeah. what he's looking for. Yeah, for I, sure. Immediately I know what he's looking for, and I go, I was like, nah, man, she's cool. She's cool, you know. I'm like, well, she's, you know, she's nice. She's, she's a nice girl, you know. Like, I'm keeping it very surface. I'm mm. not giving him mm. nothing he wants. Yeah. Mm. You know what this clown next to me does? Mm. He looks at him, she goes, he goes, oh, well, what about you? What about you, Zoltan? What do you think? Bro, she's some pressure, bro. Are you kidding me, bro? I would go, oh my gosh, son. I would wild out on that man. I would, I would crash all in that, son. Ah, flag. Losing his mind, and I'm just looking at him like, yo, he is gonna, because you did that, <laughs> make your life hell. <laughs> not even, not even, not even that. You, buddy. Let's say he was on the edge of like deading her, right? Yeah. Oh no, he's not doing that now. Because the, the black guys like her. What? She's she's a prize now, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's like that is the that is the same thing. Sarver was, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, like they mm. need people like that need that kind of validation, mm. especially when it comes to situation. If you're a powerful man, you need to have something people desire. But right? the, I get mm. that part. But if they don't, if if they didn't say nothing, then she would just bring you would you would. Just tossed her. You work for Sarver. If he hands out a, if he hands you a picture of his wife in a bikini, if you like your job, oh my gosh, Robert, she's some pressure. I would crash all in that man. You got some good taste, Rob. Like, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Now his ego stroke for the day. Right. He's good to get his coffee. Oh, you his now you his favorite employee. Yep. Come, you come with me to the golfing trip. Facts, my wife. But he, if you he, don't he, give him the extras, you can buy. You know what? Mm-hmm. I need a new bitch. You think, you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need them to want her to know that they need to, for I, so I know they can't have her. The black guys want her. Oh, I gotta keep her. Yeah, that's just what's, sad, what's, the, what's the niggas? You know, it's funny that you bring that up, man. Um, I was at the I was at the gym. I play ball every Saturday, so you know we hooping or whatever. And this dude I never seen before. I'm not. I didn't even see the dude. There was a shorty walking through the courts, and I'm looking. at I'm like, damn, bro. This shorty look right. Cheeks is bubbled up. Small frame. Shorty. I usually don't like short chicks like that, but she looked right. She's coming through. Hmm. And everybody on the court is like, yo, who, whose joint is this? Because a lot of us, we play ball together for a grip. Like, I'm like almost a year and change in over there. So we all trying to figure out, like, whose shorty is this? And we see it's some nigga that we never played with before. And he's in a shit mood, nigga. And I know he's in a terrible mood because his girl came through. He knows his girl's bad. He's just like, damn, like. And the crazy shit, he's giving her attitude. And, you know, it's just funny because I could tell he was one of them niggas that, like, might be a little insecure. Like maybe he, maybe he really didn't want that one. Cause when she came through, everybody was on that shit. Kind of fucked his day up. That nigga didn't even get on the court. I wouldn't need tight. If your girl look good, nigga, you better know how to behave. If man. I'm in a fucked up, mood, first off, I'm not bringing my girl to the gym. A whole bunch of sweaty niggas. Like I mean, it's what, a gym, bro. What's her point? She, she's gonna be working out. She's in what the gym go, too. Go to the go to the actual gym, not the court, bro. Go to the go. How go you know there. she need to talk to him? Whatever, what whatever the reason is, the her is man like, is in the spot, nigga. He probably was like, yo, I don't even want, like... And yo, don't get it fucked. It's not like some little nigga. He's probably... He's not like a dude that you would look at, but I'm going to punk him. You don't look like that. So, for me, I, I just don't know why that was his energy. But, you know, it's just funny because I feel like it was the opposite of the situation you just brought up where he would rather nobody looked at this girl and that would make him feel more, you know, emboldened. Like, yeah, this is mine and nobody want her. But those are different type of men. Like you right. said, he might be a little insecure versus where this dude, he's not insecure. He just wants ego stroked a little bit. Right. Like, all right, you mm-hmm. want her? Mm-hmm. Bet. Exactly. I want her too. Exactly. While on the other hand, he's like, you want her? Fuck. You can't have her. You can't exactly. have her because yeah. I got her. Facts. It's the, it's the attitude behind it. So mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want her to be around. He probably didn't want her to come to the gym that day. Man, she's like, well, babe, I got to come too, you know? All yeah. I know, Rob Sauver, chill out with them What does his wife look man. like? Pull up what his wife look like because I need to know why he was passing out pictures of her. And count your days too, sir. 
Nah, I'm not gonna say all that, nigga. <laughs> nigga got a billion, nigga. <laughs> nigga get you hit with a drone strike, nigga. You fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm chilling. That is her. They got married in '96. I mean, I guess. that bitch was legal. Tom, nah, she was legal in '96. How old is she? For him. Nah, she look young in the face. That's why I'm saying that, bro. It's 2022 right now, bro. Yeah, 96. She's 96 is 26 she, years she, ago, nigga. She was 18. No <laughs> lie, bro. Cause the way that shit looking, what, bro. bro what, like, how far fetched is that? Legally, explain to me why the age of consent is not the same everywhere in the world. Like, why won't they just make the age of consent? 18. What he's asking is why is it different in every state? Yeah. Why it's different because the government does not want to get involved in um zones of privacy. Zones of privacy being what happens in the bedroom, what happens inside the families. So what so they do to, wait, is wait, they before leave you the go states further, before you go further, because I want to understand this on a very like elementary level because this right. is something like I know about sexual tourism, right? Mm-hmm. And nigga, a lot of niggas don't know about this shit. Oh, that's All real. you niggas that's on IG looking at these bitches in DR, I'm about to fly out. And pipe some chick down I don't care how old she is If the DA Wherever you live at Finds out nigga You're going to fuck to jail Like Don't think cause you did it Out the country You're safe nigga We're coming to get you bro You're getting locked The fuck up nigga I'm telling Y'all niggas better be on Your P's and Q's around me I wanna see that shit But What I'm trying to understand Is this How is it that you're telling me In Massachusetts Let's say the age is 17 I don't know what it is 16. I think it's I think 16 is 16 So you're telling me legally Cause I know there's uh, They have all these um, I don't know what the legal term is for But they have like all these uh, Prerequisites To make it illegal So if you're like In a position Of um, Power mm-hmm. If you're using that influence To have sex with this person Then they're gonna say It's like corruption of a minor And statutory rape Right But if you're just a regular dude And you don't influence this person's life You're telling me you could be 28 years old and you pipe a chick down who's 16 because she legally said that she was down? You're Puerto Rican. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. We'll talk about a... that, too. So that's... That, that's what you're telling me. <laughs> I just heard yeah. what he No, no, we're going to talk about that. We're yeah, going to talk about that. real, bro. That, that shit that's actually real. matters a lot. I'm not going to lie real. to you. <laughs> but no, legally, you can. I mean, um, honestly, you could even, let's say you're 16 going on 17 and the girl's going on 15. What they have is Romeo and Juliet laws mm-hmm. where... If you know you're within the same age range and there's enough of a gap between both of the the ages, even if you do that before they turn the age of consent, you you won't get in trouble. But you know, at the end you of the won't. day, they'll bring the girl in, they'll question it, or if it's the boy, they'll do the same thing. They'll come in and question it. This is the shit. I, like, bro, oh, this this so is where this shit up, gets like bro. crazy, right? Because we all went to high school. There was niggas that was eighteen, this, and it was oh they was talking God. to a chick that was like sixteen. If you were fucking with a chick. When you were both minors And you graduated But this is the girl You think you want to fuck with I'm not going to say You're a predator Because at least you knew her Before you right, was no, a that, Those situations thing is, Yeah okay. This is where Like a lot of people Always tell you Like legally and morality Are not the same shit There's a lot of shit That's right. illegal That is moral And a lot of shit That's immoral That is legal Okay And that's where I feel like These predators They, they play in the lines Of these rules Because like it's, it's so You're vague. telling me this person, if I have sex with them, it's not illegal. But then, it, like, this shit is just crazy to me, bro. Like I don't understand orb. this it's shit, like man. Orb. Think about, like, a, a senior dating a freshman in high school. And then, you know, obviously... It happens gradu- all the time. Yeah, like, graduate, you know? And then that freshman is now a senior. And where you're at now, you're about, you're what, a junior in college? Right. It seems weird, but it's like, because of 
you change school. You're on a different level. It just looks fucked up. But honestly, it's kind of not because it looks y'all was in the same school at one point. Sure, I, f- I feel that. Um, to I, me, the predators would be the people that's like, you know, you nine, you know, you twenty, twenty one, twenty two years old, and you got a you got a fifteen year old girlfriend, and you you coming to pick her up at two thirteen when this when the bell ends. Nah, facts, nah, nigga. I'm not gonna lie, you you, you, you nasty nigga. Bro. Honestly, honestly, bro, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I used to you, bro. I used to, I used to fuck with this chick in high school, and she used to cheat on her man with me, and that nigga was twenty six. I was fifteen. Yeah, stories like that happen all the time. She was sixteen, and parents already knew about the boyfriend. If the parents are saying it's okay, and this person is a minor, and they're above the age of consent legally, what does that look like? When you say the parents say it's okay, like it's because I'm assuming because if you're when you're a minor, right, Mm -hmm. you can't make certain decisions. But if you're past the age of consent, because he just said the parents knew the boyfriend. Yeah. So if the parents are cool with it, can the law intervene and say? Nah, this is fuckery. You can't do this shit. If it's past the age of consent, no, the law can't say anything. That's fucking crazy. Dude. But they, I mean, if you, nah, if, if you want to get deep nigga. into it, that this wasn't. Wicked, they bro. didn't start dating when she was sixteen. He, they've been together for like a couple of years. So there was like the que- but then she it turns like, into she could have been 15, 14 Okay, but and then so nigga then the was still in his twenties though. He was still in the twenties. Okay. She's probably like 25, 24 So then I got questions about what kind of family she comes from. And yeah, then my next question is, that's fucking disgusting. That there is legal, but then it turns into a question of. Did they have sex when, while she was 14, 15? And if they did, can you prove it? Okay. And if you can't, then you, there's no case. So yes and no. But that this culture, but that, shit, that, that culture in itself, is they allow that, bro. So I wanted to talk about that because that, that's the bigger topic. The quinceanera, the bat mitzvah, it's the same kind of thing where you're, this is your rite of passage into adulthood. Quinceanera, you're 15, bro. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. And this is why I feel like these topics are very hazy because a lot of people don't like to Really look at the real right. A culture Let's say exa- uh, Example Mexicans mm-hmm. They do the quinceanera Your your daughter's now 16 years old It doesn't matter If the state you live in Is saying Oh She gotta be 17 or 18 To deal with an older man If that's your culture Where there's some dude You know who's 19 years old Graduated high school last year Is working a construction job mm-hmm. Your daughter's 16 You might be like Oh cool He wants to take you out You could go out with him yeah, you can go out with them because they're like nah, I, but I, the parents they are. Listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to slander or put negative implications behind certain shit, but a lot of cultures believe in procreating while you're young so you can enjoy, you know, your mid age yeah. with your children out the way. What I'm trying to figure out is like, is the law able to enter? Because this, I'm gonna tell you this. They get are. to my bigger picture, right? I think the age for a woman to be filming pornography should be raised to 21. I feel like if you do that, you're gonna yeah. actually nix. A lot of this human trafficking shit Because you see through trends When the chick is the hot new girl on the scene That's when her stock is the highest mm-hmm. And when she looks like she's the most Illegal That's when niggas really want to watch that shit Look she's, at uh, what, what's, what's shorty's name Um, Bad Baby They said she had the biggest OnlyFans I read about Soon that. as she like, turned 18 She was shit the, top, the highest So like, why, why is that? Because, because she's, she's pure, there's a, there's a sense of purity and all that. The youngest, they want to know like you're you're pure, you're a virgin. Cool. They like but they like this, hearing that shit. And this is know. why I think they should they should bump the age up. You right. shouldn't be able to shoot porno when you're 18 because now if you're 21, but you're fucking legal everywhere at 18, the desire drops, nigga. But that like, kills the fantasy for these old fucking pedos, bro. Nah, so fuck them. Even if you're lying in a, oh, fuck them. How, how old are you? 18. Like you know what I mean? It's just like the. They like to hear that shit. They like, it's a, but like, eighteen it's, is still legal, bro. So like, I'm just, saying, it, just it needs to be like further fresh. from that. If it is raised, women are gonna be safer, man. I feel like I'm. I can't say for certain 
all the women that are trafficked are young women. But I know that there is some kind of affinity for younger looking women in the world of pornography. And I feel like if we raise the age, the minimal age for you to be shooting porn, it will actually protect these younger women. It might give them more opportunities because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there's a bunch of these series, nigga. I don't know what sites you've been on. It'd be like Finally 18, Fresh 18, just And it's like, we know the ages. They're not all 18, bro. We know the age. Porn is fake. Right, we know that the yeah. storylines is all bullshit. Yeah, but the fact is, there are sick people that only want to watch a bitch that they think just turned eighteen yesterday. That's why they got the high school uniforms and shit like that. Yeah, you, and, how, how, you know, and that's what they. Want. So what I'm saying is, on a legal perspective, obviously, what would that look like for you to? Because I know you talked about entertainment law. These are um, uh, what kind of laws are these actually? Because or, or are they called regulations when oh. like there's a minimal age to do like a certain yeah, the, thing? Yeah, the regulatory regulatory laws. And so, I how do you get a law like that kind of law put into place? Uh, well, you would do it in a city where there's well, where there where most of the porn production companies would be. So we're talking about California, gotcha, um, Miami, Vegas. Yeah, I would Vegas. Yeah, all the all the high, yeah, all the high like you know vagrant, vague, you know like yeah. Those areas, <laughs> and it would be it would be um, a state legislature, legis- a state legislature type of thing, because I do know I think I'm pretty sure California does have like certain porn laws that that do exist, but I think it would have to be a, a groundswell thing that would have to come from the pornographic um, actors, because I know I think they have guilds and stuff like that. Union, hmm. I don't know if they have a union, I but know I know that. they have guilds. I think they do, because they're actors just like any just anybody. But I don't know if Makes they. Sense. It's not. It's not like they get SAG cards or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I do know that they have like. Um, organizations and stuff like that and I'm pretty I think I think I've heard that like they are pushing to try to get it to like 21 because but what they're saying it's not about the pedophilia thing I think I think from what I heard was it was it's more about um Understanding uh, this is an adult decision that you're making, and you it's gonna and come with you for the rest of your life. Exactly, that's and the other thing I wanted 18, to tap into. You can't, you can't, yeah, a hundred percent. Because the thing is, yo, you 18, you just graduate, you never had a real job. If someone's telling you, like one of your friends that did this shit, yo, I'm not gonna lie, they just paid me two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All I had to do was fuck one time on camera. That might sound really lit to you. In two years, when you're 20, that might sound like the dumbest shit in the fucking world. Right. But now that IP you don't own. Yeah. Like being a porn star, I feel like it's like being a rapper, like on your first deal. Nobody knows you. You get lit. The company that signs you, they own all your shit. So you're lit. You can be whatever the fuck you want. But don't think because you're saying, oh, I'm retired, niggas are going to take your fucking music off of streaming sites. They're going to keep that shit in rotation. If they like you. And take that profit. Facts. I don't like the idea of it, man, to think that, cool, this girl just turned 18. She just graduated high school. And now you're gonna exploit her to the utmost. You can't get more exploited than that. Yeah. So I just think that's just fucked up. And you know what they say? They say um, if it goes with you for the rest of your life. Facts. Um, Look at Cubana Lust. She didn't even do porn. She just did the nude shit. You talking about the the video vixen lady, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I I seen like She's a mugshot, fucked, bro. And I was just fucked like, up. oh my goodness, like I think I know what you're talking about. I think I seen that. Fucked shit. up, she man. And this shit is just like, yeah, bro. She was, in, was that her? She far gone. I think she was in like a G unit video. Something like a bro, couple. She been she in a, a lot bunch of, of videos, yeah. man. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've definitely She's heard the name. Far gone. I've definitely like, heard the done. name. She look like she. she and I just feel like you know, like I said, she didn't even do porn. So I think these are very important factors. Like people do have to be a little more like grounded in logic before they make these life altering decisions, man. 
think that shit like but you know I, on the other no, token I know there's gonna be a bunch of women that say oh you shouldn't be speaking for what women do cool do your thing 